Welcome to Stories from A to Z with Mona P. I'm your host, Mona Pasanoff. Today's guest is Alex Liu, creator of the new board game, Dogs Bond. Do you know how to create a board game? Especially one with rescue dogs as the theme? Join us on this journey as Alex describes what it took to bring his idea alive. Why is rescue so important to him? Why is it important to play board games with family? Alex is passionate about his new game. You can hear the excitement in his voice. I think that once you listen, you'll be wanting to own one of his games also. No, I am not receiving kickbacks. I was approached by another podcaster on Alex's behalf to host and interview him. I jumped at the chance. After checking out the Dogs Bond website, I immediately said yes. Once you see the wonderfully illustrated artwork and hear him talk about the game, I think you'll feel the same way as me. He speaks to the dog lover in all of us. If you haven't had a chance to check out my Stories from A to Z Facebook page or Instagram, you may want to. There's some great photos of Alex, his team, the game, and website links. Hi, Alex. Thank you for joining me today on my podcast. Hey, Mona. Thanks so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where did you grow up? Where do you live now? I'm Alex Liu, born and raised in San Francisco, California. Grew up there all the way until I moved away for college in Central California. And then I moved back to the San Francisco Bay Area, where I now work and live, working in mergers and acquisition for Fortune 100 companies in Silicon Valley. Today, we're going to focus on this new board game that you have created, invented, (laughs) called Dogs Bond. What was your thinking behind it? How did you come up with this idea? And where does the name come from? <laughs> Absolutely. Dogs Bond is, as you said, a board game. And it's for two to six players, ages 10 and up. And it focuses on the story of a rescue dog finding their forever home. We celebrate every adoption. There's a winner based on the points, but everyone can be adopted by an adopter. The inspiration came from my own experience growing up with dogs, having dogs, volunteering at rescue and animal shelters, combining that with love of board games and just kind of the emotional and just fun that you have that comes from a board game. For me, I have a young and old generationally diverse family, and I needed to find a way to connect with the younger generation but also to invite the older generation back to the game table. Because as fun as it is, I'm never going to ask you, you know, hey, show me that video you showed me in 2020, or, you know, show me that that one picture with the funny caption. My memories with family and friends are about experiencing something that we did together. We tell that story years and years after it happened, and we tell it every year. And I wanted to build that bond of friendship, of love with my family, but also too, by putting the player into the role of a rescue dog, build in that empathy and compassion and 
make a positive change in the way that we talk about rescue, adoption, and responsible dog ownership in society. That's how it came to be. <laughs> oh, this is for me, definitely. I want to help you do this. Amazing. Hi. Thank you. You're welcome. What is the goal and purpose for creating this specific board game? Dogs Bond is a game for the family. and It's really meant to bring every age to the game table so that you can have that experience and share in that experience. But also, being that I work and volunteer with Rescue, it's around the age of 10 years old when families start thinking about getting a family dog or maybe the child's dog that really then is the family dog. Working in rescue and talking a lot, they put me in the front for adoption fairs and oftentimes people will come to the adoption fair and say, we're looking for a dog. I saw one on TV. I would really like it to you know, not shed, walk me, make my coffee, fold my laundry. And my response to them, of course, is what have you done or what are you planning to do to change your life to make sure that you are a good home for the animal? And sometimes that's the first moment that any family has ever thought about that. They think, oh, we'll just get this dog and it'll just adapt to us, when really there's a give and take. And so that's the theme behind Dogs Bond is to build in that empathy and that compassion, but also too, to infuse the rescue story with play, whimsy, and hope. By doing that, you know, you can open the conversation about rescue, about dog ownership, how did having a dog or growing up with a dog influence and change your life. Mona, you're a dog rescuer and, you know, you have a dog yourself. So, you know, these are the kind of conversations that I know happen at the game table, but really they only happen if you've invested the time to play a game together or really get to know somebody. This blends both of my loves and my passions for having a good time, sharing a, a strong message and improving the lives of animals. It's the fun and the conversation. It's everything that you're saying. There's a bonding and there's memories made. That's right. And you're exactly right. I grew up playing Monopoly with my family almost every Sunday, except when we did something else. And I loved being the banker. I liked playing with the money, counting it out. It was just fun to be in control of that. Fast forward to this past summer, we have a new version of Monopoly, the National Park version, and we played it with some family members. And it was everything that you just said, minus the animals. For those of us who love animals, what a great theme. Mm -hmm. So it's something new and fresh and yes. different from anything that's out there. I found that when I think about my niece and nephews. I want to play a game with them where we're all winning or we're all doing something together. Unfortunately, many of the popular games today are about gathering up all the property and bankrupting my opponent or having a big army and wiping the other person off the face of the map. And I found that that was really adversarial. And so I tried to think about ways that I could make this game less confrontational and more collaborative, less focused on themes like war and greed and things like that, but just maybe being in the present, having those attributes and, and focusing on, hey, what's happening today? And I think that we did a really great job with it. You can see it in the art. You can see it in the graphic design in that direction, that the game is really meant to be kind of 
that steering motion towards a happily ever after. That's a great segue into the other folks that you worked with to bring this to fruition. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I know what caught my eye was the <laughs> artist illustrations. Oh my gosh, these animals have such personality, these dogs. So can you speak to that a little bit? How did you find the folks that are on your team? Absolutely. I had all the game mechanics done. The project was ready to go. And I needed an artist to breathe life into this project. I did the unthinkable. I recorded a YouTube video and made a request and a plea to the wild, wild internet. And I did some hand drawings myself of dogs. And my now wife was like, is that a furry loaf of bread with a face? So I knew I wouldn't be the illustrator for this project. I knew I couldn't be the graphic designer. I didn't have those skills. So fortunately, Sarah Mills, our illustrator, agreed to join up on the project. And then uh, our graphic designer, Kiki Perzella, who is Sarah's best friend, is also a graphic designer. So in many ways, I feel that I applied to be their client and their partner more than they applied for any type of job I was hiring to do. And it really worked out great. We're still very close, lifelong friends. You know, I can't sing their praises enough. Their work speaks for itself, but it really did bring this game to a level far exceeding what I thought I would be able to do. I looked at the website. I looked at your background information. Where is it being manufactured? So the printing itself is being done in Shanghai, China. Unfortunately, at the whims of the global shipping the Suez Market. Canal. The Suez Canal. You're right on top of it. That really kind of mucked up our schedule. For us, we are done with the project. We got our initial seed funding. We have many copies that are done pre-order. We just have to finish printing and then getting them on a boat and shipping them across through customs before we're delivering. So we are targeting delivery by late summer of 2021. That's fingers and toes and paws and tails crossed. Do you have a warehouse here? Like, will all of that merchandise come into one central place and then you disperse it and have Correct. it mailed out and all yep. of that? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to try to do, you know, bring everything on shore as much as we can. So we're going to work with some professional fulfillment warehouses that have done other board games, done other Kickstarter projects that are professionals in this space. Great segue. Kickstarter. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose to go that way, even for some people who mm -hmm. may not know what Kickstarter is? Of course. So Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform where basically you can put up a dream or an idea, and then you ask the internet, do you like it? What people do on Kickstarter, they will pledge money. It's not a pre-order. It's not even you know a donation. It's a, it's a pledge that if there are enough people to raise the funding, the kickstart that you need to get it done, then you can get the money. So for, for myself as a Kickstarter creator, it was the best way to make sure there was zero risk to any of my supporters, because if we didn't hit the financial goals necessary to make this happen, none of the none of the people who pledged money would be charged money. It was really to make sure that there was no risk to any of the backers. And then for us, from a Kickstarter creator board game perspective, Kickstarter has raised over $18 billion and they have customers worldwide. 
and a third of that business is through board games. So really knowing where board gamers were going to be was important too. That's a very interesting fact that Mm -hmm. a third of their money is in board games. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who would have thought that? (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way. Like I'm sure you and and your listeners are very familiar with like GoFundMe or Indiegogo where it's like, hey, we're just taking donations. We're collecting whatever we can get. Please put money towards this with no real tangible expectations. For us, because Kickstarter is that all or nothing crowdfunding platform where you raise your funds, you can then say, if you pledge at this tier or pledge at this level of money, we will give you these goodies, like the base set and these additional goodies. And that was really fun for us to to do and to offer. What is the one that's unlocking something? Mm -hmm. What is that? The way that Kickstarter works and promotes its projects is you'll put a project on there. One person will back it for, as an example, our game was $30. And so somebody backs it for $30. But if they tell two, three, five of their friends to also put in and the community raises a collective amount, then you can unlock what are called stretch goals. And these would be cool things that we could add to the board game that may not necessarily be in the first level of funding. We knew that if we exceeded our goal by, I think it was like 10 or $15,000, we could have wooden dog tokens on the board instead of the paper tokens. We knew that we would add additional art and additional cards for the different levels. And those are called stretch goals. And those are kind of how Kickstarter involves the community. The stretch goals are actually from Kickstarter. No, they're mine. No, no, we, oh. we, we institute them. The idea of stretch goals is we are looking to raise X number of dollars. And if we raise two times that amount or, or even like 20% more than that amount, we can add other cool things into the project. Like think of them as like enhancements. Yes. Right. The Mm -hmm. the term stretch goals, Mm -hmm. is that yours or is that Kickstarter? That's Kickstarters. Okay. Thank you. I just Mm -hmm. need clarification. I need clarification. Okay. (laughs) No problem. Did you always know that you were this creative with coming up with ideas for things like this? I've always had a rather expansive imagination, if that's what you mean. I remember designing my first board game in seventh grade. I remember doing little monster comics and stuff when I was a kid. And yeah, the theater of the mind is probably where I spend a good majority of my free time. (laughs) Really what this became was a challenge to myself. Can I do this? What if I really put my energy and focus into it? Could I make this happen? And in 2019, when I really took this project in earnest, that's when I said, I'm going to suck at something new. Kind of focused it and turned it into something really great. And that's how in 2020, in September, we were able to raise over $20,000 to make this project happen. What is it that you expect with the sale of these games do you want a dog's bond in every household do you want it to be worldwide do you want to be the next bill gates like where do you see yourself going in the realm of board games or 
sure. animal rescue or there's a lot in there. Oh sure? man. Mona, I would love yes, yes, and yes <laughs> to, to all of those questions for different reasons. It would be wonderful if every family would adopt Dog's Bond and give us a forever home at your game table. We would love that. If you think about your game closet or you know hall closet that has the board games, Monopoly, Hungry Hungry Hippos, Connect Four, I would love it if Dog's Bond was in there and had a place that you and your family would play our game. It only takes about 15 minutes per player. So it's not one of these big games where you started at noon and you're still playing till the next day. There is a time bound kind of nature of this. And that was really by design because, you know, my family, one, I've got a short attention span, but two was that I really wanted it to be the game that you are comfortable and confident to bring out in between everyone showing up and holiday dinner or birthday cake because you're getting together and you're gonna spend some time together around the table, catching up and sharing stories and most importantly, being without your phone. One of the things that we have in the game as an example is this rope toy. So this rope toy is a little toy that you have in the game and when it's your turn, you have the rope toy. And when you're done with your turn, you have to pass it to the next player. But everyone at the table must bark at the next player. And let me tell you, when my family is barking at one another, we just have such a blast. And if five other people are barking at me while I'm looking at my phone, you better believe I'm putting that phone down so that I don't get barked at anymore. <laughs> That's funny. You make me wonder what kind of bark I would make. <laughs> well, what kind, of, what kind of dog do you have? You rescued a dog, right? Yes, she's a mix. We actually did her DNA. Everybody thought she was a Catahoula. Mm. She's black and white, and she has a long body and shorter legs, and she looks like a mishmash. But mm -hmm. her DNA said Lab, Great Pyrenees, German mm -hmm. Shepherd, Malamute. She has a little bit of everything. We took her in as a rescue mm -hmm. that was pregnant. She had 10 puppies. 10 puppies. 10 <laughs> puppies. That's a lot of puppies. And they were all different. And yep. she has short hair. Nine of them had short hair. One had long. It was fuzzy. <laughs> and they were all different colors. What they had in common was their tails curl at the, at the end. Oh, okay. Kind of interesting. And all really sweet, sweet. She has a very sweet personality. Mm -hmm. So we lucked out with her. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and the, these are the kinds of stories that I love telling around the table. We have eight dogs in the game so far. There is potential that we add new mutt mixes, new breeds. We love having that. You name your dog, you get to bark as your dog. Each dog has a special power in the game. It's a ton of fun. I'm excited. I'm ready for my pre-order. People are listening to this podcast and they mm -hmm. say, I want a Dog's Bond game. And, you know, of <laughs> course, Mona is going to say, get out there and get it. Get it. What do they need to do to pre-order? Yep. Okay. So we're still taking pre-orders right now, which is great. So uh, just jump on over to www.dogsbondgame.com. And it's written just how it sounds. You can go ahead and just pre-order right there. Um, it'll take you through. You'll also see some of the extras that we were able to produce through the Kickstarter campaign. Those are also available. As an example, each game comes with a standard six-sided 
dice, one through six. We actually were able to create our own special six-sided dice with each of the dogs on each of the sides. So if you like having big bulky dice or just want a little special die that can go with you from game to game, pick that up. That's how to do it. And then once we're done with the pre-orders, which is probably pretty soon, our ideal is we're actually going to use this product and project to fundraise for other rescues. If rescues will put us into their virtual store, we will take care of the ordering, shipping, fulfillment, all those things, and we will make sure that a portion of those sales go directly to that rescue. And I should clarify, on www.dogsbondgame.com, when you do a pre-order uh, or order anything from us, we do ask you which of our partner rescues you want us to donate to, because donations are happening all the time for the whole project. And that's our commitment. What plans do you have once this gets off the ground? Where do you see yourself going next? <laughs> yeah, from a project perspective, we would love to do additional dog breeds and do what we call game expansions. Right now it plays six players. We could make it support seven or eight players, or, you know, we have eight dogs. We could expand to different dog breeds. As an example, I'm a big fan of Dobermans, French Bulldogs, Pit Bulls, and I would love to do an expansion with those dogs. And then any and all proceeds from that expansion, we would donate to fighting breed specific legislation. That all sounds well and good, but we knew that we had to make sure that the base game sold first. So please help us. We would love to do more kind of targeted and intentional expansions like that. I would say the other question that I get a lot for Dogs Bond is why isn't this game about cats? My answer to that is, is twofold. One is I grew up with dogs. It just felt more authentic to make a game about dogs because I have experience with these breeds and these animals. That is to say, though, that get dogs bond off the ground. All of you cat people tell all of your dog people friends buy this game. We can then move into making cats bond. It's not as simple as like you mentioned Monopoly earlier, National Parks version or San Francisco version or Florida version, whatever we're going to do. You kind of know what you're getting into. That's the same idea with bond. Bond is going to be the game system and the theming is going to be dogs or cats or whatever we do next. There is going to be a little bit of change. As an example, in our game, one of the attributes the dog collects is called obedience. I don't think any cat person would tell you, I'm going to adopt a cat based on how obedient it is. So there is going to be some work that I have to do to to make sure the theme and the, uh, the the message still works. Yeah, very excited to do either of those. You would definitely have to have some cat people on board with you <laughs> yes. to get those interviews. Absolutely. And you work full-time right now. I do work full-time. In, in a quote-unquote real job. <laughs> yes. would, would you like to have this be your real job? Would you like to do this full-time? Or, or do you envision it as a hobby or side piece. Side, side piece, side hustle. Yeah. I think it's a really important distinction here for Dogs Bond as a project. For me, this is a passion project. I will work on it on my nights and the weekends because I believe in both making a fun game, but also too, because I want to improve the lives of animals and support animal rescue worldwide through 
my efforts because I know that volunteering your time, volunteering your money, donating supplies, these are all very important for rescue because many rescue, in fact, worldwide, rescue is done pretty much the same way. It is passionate volunteers with big hearts that put their time and their energy into finding these animals good homes, taking these animals out of dangerous situations. I'm only one person, so how can I support multiple dog rescues or cat rescues or just this as a whole? Through this project, I finally can because I can say, use my work, energy, and product to raise funds for your organization, period, the end. And that's really a passion of mine and, and why I'm, I'm focused on this and why I want to spend time with it. Side hustle, like when you think about side hustles where it's like, oh, but it's not my main focus. So if it went away, it wouldn't harm me emotionally. That's a different kind of a thing. That's a different animal, if you will. So for me, this being a passion project, I really want to continue to work in it on it and continue to drive it for the next couple of years, for sure. Ideally, once it's printed and people are playing it and it's not just me talking about it one-on-one -on -one or through wonderful creators like you, one to you know, 300, 5,000, and it's really going to game conventions or going to those holiday parties and you're that person bringing the new board game, teaching your whole family and then your family gets copies. Until that happens, it'll be me. It's a one, one man show. <laughs> so you're making me think about Shark Tank. And <laughs> I know you know what you know them, right? I do. And yes. they always want you to have a lot of money to come mm -hmm. to them, which I really don't understand. <laughs> if you have the money, then why are you going to them? But whatever. This is something for Shark Tank. <laughs> I would love to. I mean, you know, who who knows? I would never say no to a great opportunity like that. Even if it was to present this board game, which touches the lives and hearts and minds of people and brings that positive impact. And even if they all said no, from a purely financial perspective, that would be a great piece of marketing, piece of opportunity. One of the biggest challenges, ask any animal rescuer, when you're in the nonprofit space, it's tough to raise funds. A lot of times these great big hearted rescue volunteers have to focus on the animals. That is their key focus. That is what they're driven to do and working on the marketing or the fundraising for the rescue sometimes can fall by the wayside. So again, I really wanted to have something where our project and me talking a whole bunch could work on behalf of many different rescues doesn't matter where they are, all your supporters. If I can support these great people and these great organizations that are running rescue, frankly, right out of your home at this point. <laughs> now, with social media, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Of course. And I'm on a few different rescue pages. I don't understand humankind when they take an, I don't even want to go into the stories, you know, and it sickens mm -hmm. me. Why do we not mm -hmm. have laws that mm -hmm. punish people so that they won't do it? And I know that's a whole, other, that's a whole other episode we can do. <laughs> um, I'll be back. Yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> exactly. So your heart is in such a good place and I really hear your passion. I get it. Mm -hmm. The underlying mm -hmm. reason for this game is all about 
the rescues and the fosters and the forever homes. When we were promoting the game and trying to get our funding for Kickstarter, we mentioned, you know, hey, this game is about rescue dogs finding their forever homes. That was our pitch. That was the one sentence that you could read on our ad. The conversation about rescue has many different connotations to people. Sometimes people are very familiar and passionate and comfortable with rescue. I mean, even the term forever home doesn't always resonate with everyone. For me, working with the different rescues, because we've got over 100 rescues that reviewed the project, that gave us a thumbs up on the theme and the story. We have 25 so far that have signed up and said, yeah, we'll put you on our virtual store. Those organizations, I'm also contributing to them different ways about talking about rescue so that their social media pages, which you follow, let's focus on some of the good that is in the world. Yes, there are challenging situations and these dogs are in the rescue or shelter system for all different sorts of reasons. And they just need your help, my help to get that second chance at life. And that is what we focus on. And that's what we have in our story, in our game. Is there anything else you would like people to know about you or this project? This project is from the hearts of a small and mighty team. It's myself, Sarah, and Kiki. And that's it. I know that a lot of folks might look at our project and say, wow, you know, they must have had a big art team or a huge, you know, graphic design, and they probably have tons of money for marketing. And nope, just us just me having a conversation. So if anybody would like to uh, support us, definitely pick up a copy, pick up some stickers, get a special dice with the dogs, or you can support us with free methods. Sign up for our email list, join us on social media, we're Dogs Bond Game uh, on all of your favorite social media, and just start a conversation with us. Give us a couple of likes. Your thumbs really do mean that much to us. It gives us that creative validation that we're on the right path. And of course, if you can, donate, volunteer to your local rescue. Great message. Thank you so much, Alex, Thank for you. spending the time with me and for explaining all of this. I think the listeners are going to really love it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait until my Dogs Bond game arrives. If you decide to order a copy, please let me know. It would be interesting to see if this podcast encouraged you to purchase it. As always, I would appreciate your sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If you are on Instagram, please click to follow me. You can find me on SoundCloud and other podcast platforms. Some you type in the whole title, some only A to Z with Mona P. This was an exciting opportunity for me to interview someone I didn't know. Each episode, I make the request for listeners to share your story with me. If not your story, feel free to suggest a friend or family member. The next episode will be available in three weeks, usually on a Monday. Till next time, this is Stories from A to Z with Mona P.